Right, I'm here with uh, Don Connolly, who's the director of Salt Spring Singers. Nice to see you, Don. Good to see you too. Yeah, a uh, long time no see. And uh, you've got a big concert coming up uh, next weekend, I believe, the mm. 6th and 7th, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about it. The concert, oh yeah, well, it's, it's a, a big celebration this year, a 50th anniversary celebration. So, 50 years ago, I graduated from high school, and 50 years ago, at that time, Salt Spring Singers got underway. Now, they didn't actually have a concert that year. They, we were assembling members, and then later on, they uh, had a concert, I think, in the winter of 73. So, uh, had multiple directors. They started out, it was, it was almost all women when they started, and eventually gathered some men into the choir, and some of them are still here on Salt Spring Island, living. Do you have any founder members still in the choir, do you know? <laughs> Not in the choir, no. no. But we do have uh, one person who was there, I think, a few years after the choir started. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the musical selection is uh, Broadway Gold, and um, tell us a bit about that decision and what's in the program. Yeah. Well, it was I, because it was the 50th anniversary, uh, I decided to look backwards and see what were very popular programs for the choir and the audience alike, what they enjoyed and got enthused about. And uh, this theme of Broadway music was uh, on top of the list, really. And um, in fact, when I uh, started as director of the choir uh, a year after, I uh, put out the idea of having a Broadway concert and we went from 40 members up to 80 so oh. the choir doubled in size well, what year was that done oh <laughs> do you remember <laughs> well, let's say 2013 okay yeah i think it was 2013 so it was a while ago uh, 10 years ago yeah so it was that at that time the 40th anniversary of the choir and we jumped up to 80 members and then uh, we kept a, a large size choir for a lot of years after that I think because people enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun and a great pastime, great social event too, every week for people to meet and sing, sing for joy, as we say. Um, and then COVID came along and kind of <laughs> put a bit of a, a, of a wrench in things, right? Yeah, we had to stop because uh, choirs were considered super spreaders. Uh, so we had to shut down everything. So how many people do you have in the choir now? We have uh, 32. Okay. All right, so tell me a bit about the music selections. Um, you've got uh, some songs from South Pacific, Fiddler on the Roof, and so on. Perhaps you mm -hmm. can yeah, tell, tell me a bit more. Well, the golden part of the theme, or the title, Broadway Gold, is really the golden era of, of Broadway music. Not to say that, the, you know, 20th century latter 20th century and 21st century are not golden too, but it's just what uh, popularly people call the golden age of Broadway music. So it's anywhere from the 1930s all the way up through the 1950s and, and going slightly into the 1960s mm. with that golden age of Broadway. So we have, you know, Lerner and all the music of Lerner and Lowe uh, in a big... Uh, medley of songs that uh, strings together, you know, four different very popular musicals. 
and uh, other musicals by Rodgers and Hammerstein, Oklahoma, Sound of Music, and uh, we have the popular Fiddler on the Roof, songs from that, and then quite a, a panorama of music from George Gershwin, which has been particularly challenging putting together because Gershwin's rhythms, of course, are very difficult, and to get all the members of the choir on the same page with the same rhythm is challenging, but they're doing it. They're, they're really sweating it out. <laughs> so we hope, it, we hope crossing our fingers, we, we get through that one. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, songs from Sound of Music, West Side Story, uh, Lullaby of Broadway. We have a song by Andrew Lloyd Webber from uh, Phantom. And we have Send in the Clowns from Stephen Sondheim. And uh, yeah, and like at the end, to the I shouldn't say what the order we're doing it in. I'll take the surprise away, but I already did. <laughs> so at the end, we're doing a choral review of Wizard of Oz. So just about every song that's in the Wizard of Oz will be there, and it'll be quite. I'm sure it'll be quite entertaining. Yeah, so I saw in the, in the paper they talked about you have various characters from The Wizard of Oz and uh, people are actually characterizing the uh, Tin Man and the Scarecrow and so on. Uh, we do, and people will be, I, I will say, semi-costumed for that, not in full costume, but there's also a kind of a fun game that we'll have with the audience. And they're to, uh, there'll be little costume indications like uh, a hat or a pin or something on their bodies that represent a character in any one of these uh, pieces that we're doing. And uh, if they can guess what, who is wearing them and who the character is, then they'll get a prize. So it's kind of fun. Okay, well, that sounds great. Do. Now tell me the times and everything. We should uh, say, tell people when it's on exactly. It's on at Art Spring, right? Art Spring, yeah. Yep. Be at Art Spring Theater, and uh, it'll be on Saturday, May the 6th, starting at 7.30 p.m. Doors open at 7. And then again on Sunday, midday, uh, May the 7th at 2 p.m. at Art Spring Theater. Okay, now you said it's been pretty challenging, some of the music. Uh, it must have been fun, too, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. The choir's enjoying it? They are. Yeah. They are. They're really enjoying it. Well, it's familiar music. Right. Very familiar. And of course, everybody wants to sing the melody, but we have four parts. So right. Yeah. I mean, they dis discover afterwards that, hey, well, hmm, we have to learn our own part. Yeah. We can't sing the melody. So. Right. Just the sopranos, mostly, right? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> But if the altos get the melody in a piece, they're overjoyed. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they are. Yeah. So, Don, tell me a little bit about yourself just for our uh, listeners. Um, mm -hmm. You're from North Vancouver originally, is that right? Or where are you from? Tell oh. me your, your hist a, a potted history of, of Don Connolly. Potted history? Well, I started out south of the border. Oh, right. Okay. In a fair state of Idaho, in northern Idaho. And uh, my father worked in mining industry. He was a geologist, exploration geologist, so they sent him to Vancouver in a new office. And the whole family came along. There were five of us then, and uh, we eventually got up to eight. So I'm one of eight kids 
And uh, so these little hillbillies from Idaho ended up in Vancouver. And I went to school there and studied, and uh, I have various uh, disciplines that I studied after high school, but one of them was music, and I did a master's degree in Indiana in choral conducting. So uh, yeah, I guess it, it fits in well to what I'm doing here, those right. experiences. Right. Yeah. Now, I remember you telling me quite a humorous story about uh, you and the Pope. I don't know whether we can... Uh, whether we should get into that or not, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you were uh, playing the organ, I think, weren't you? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was playing with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra at the visitation of Pope John Paul II to Vancouver in 1984. Uh, so I was way at the back of the orchestra set up on an organ that was being uh, attached to the speakers in BC Place Stadium. So uh, the funny story was that uh, the whole event was supposed to end at 9 o'clock and the symphony members were contracted to play until 9 o'clock, but they were not contracted to play overtime. Right. So uh, the Pope actually stood up and, and his entourage to get off the stage and get back in the Pope mobile at approximately five minutes past 9 o'clock. And all of the symphony members had their arms crossed over their chests. They were not going to play. So the conductor, who's like seemingly miles away from me, way at the front of everything, uh, was uh, frantically pointing and flaying his hands. And he was jabbing his hands forward. And I thought he had gone mad or something. But <laughs> But then I stood up on the organ bench so I could see him better, and I sort of gestured, are you pointing at me? And he throws his hands high in the air, both of them, and says, yes, you, 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 play something, do something. <laughs> so I, uh, I whipped up uh, a piece of music. I had the music of the Charles Marie Vidor Toccata, which is quite popular and very triumphant and all that kind of stuff full organ sound, and both feet are playing, and both hands, so you're covering like three keyboards all at once with your whole body, there's no time to turn pages, so my little brother was turning pages for me at the event, and so I'm playing like a madman in this piece that's very, very quick, and uh, this comes time to turn the page, and he turned it so hard it flew right off the rack and onto the floor. <laughs> And so I, I wasn't using very pleasant language <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so very unpope-like language. Unpope-like, un-anything-like. Un yes. <laughs> basically saying, get that music back up on the rack. And meanwhile, I'm just playing. I think it was sheer adrenaline that kept me going, playing the right notes. And he got the music back, which was like 10 feet away because the wind... Circulation from fans blew it across the floor, and he gets it back up, but it was upside down. And so I kept playing madly, and he finally got it in the right, right. thing, and we continued. Yeah. Well, I'm sure nothing will happen as dramatic as that uh, at the concert. Well, you never know. You never know, <laughs> right. Anyway, we'll look forward to seeing it uh, on May the 6th and 7th at Artspring. And thanks very much, yeah. Don, for coming in. You're welcome. And um, we'll okay. see you soon. Okay.